It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. <clears throat> if you have a brother or a husband that is experiencing prostate problems, ask them to listen to the show today because we're going to spend the next hour talking about that tiny little organ that can cause so much trouble for men. So I've asked the experts to join me to answer your personal questions And if you're afraid to call in, I've written down a few questions that I have heard in my counseling room. You know, we have questions about the problems, the symptoms. And so we'll we'll maybe cover the ones that you are afraid to call in. But if you're not afraid to call in, our number is 651-641-1071. And joining me today is Wendy Cates Dancer, who is a nutrition counselor and an educator also a registered nurse, and you know, it's okay to ask a nurse any question because they've seen it all. Oh, yes, we have, absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, as nurses, again, we have either seen it all or heard it all. Uh, Last week, I had an older male client that had to make five or six trips to the bathroom each night. Oh, we've all had that, many many of those people. So he definitely was having trouble with an inflamed prostate. So the prostate is gland is about the size and shape of a walnut. Not very big, you know, weighs less than an ounce. You know, because the prostate gland causes more problems in men than any other gland. Just think about that. Or any, any other, other gland. Yeah, hmm. or any other tissue in the male body. Hmm. I decided we needed a male expert on this topic. Of course, the first person Because we don't have prostates, no, do we? No, we don't. And some men think we do, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So of course the first person I thought of was Greg Peterson. And many of you listeners appreciate hearing Greg's in-depth nutrition knowledge on our past shows, and he's got it on today. So. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> and Greg is the co-founder of Nutrition Dynamics, a company that provides nutritional seminars to healthcare providers and professional-grade vitamin supplements. And Absolutely. we worked with Greg for 30 Many years. years. A few Exactly. Let's not date us too too much here. (laughs) Well, we were just talking about how old we were before and how old you can be with and still keep your business going, right? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, pushing it. As long as I don't have to go to the the restroom every 15 or 20 minutes, you know, I'm okay. (laughs) We can make it this whole Uh, hour, Greg. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed here. But, uh, you know, it is amazing, too, because, you know, I work out a lot, as you know, and a lot of the the guys that work out with at the gym, they're really not even aware that they have a prostate gland. I was going to say, do you, have, do you talk about prostates at the gym? Well, it's usually more about uh, working out in women. You know, oh. but, yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, I get into prostates, you know, too. But most of the, the guys are so ignorant, they call it the prostrate oh. you know, gland, you know. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it shows you how little information they have about what uh, that gland does. You know, too. Exactly. So when we're looking at this major gland that is uh, more important and powerful in men than any other gland, what kind of problems um, can occur? 
Greg? Well, you have kind of three basic categories, you know, for prostate problems. You have the prostatitis, you know, which is a inflammation infection of the the prostate gland. Uh, and that can create a lot of, you know, problems like that, reoccurring uh, uh, urination, uh, urinary tract infections as well, too. Uh, you can have fever like you can with any common infection. And uh, some of the things, too, that a lot of times men don't associate prostate problems with is it can lead to things like low sex drive, uh, inability to maintain or to get her to maintain an erection as well. Uh, it can lead to things like depression, anxiety, you know, as, as well, because you know that uh, as we'll get into it more so, it can be a hormonal imbalance as well, too. And fatigue is a huge, you know, issue in any kind of prostate problem. So you have the. Well, I would think if you're running to the bathroom all the time, you would get a little tired. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the, five or six times a night, uh, you know, you're not getting your rest either. I mean, no wonder it affects everything. They're fatigued all, all the time. You know, you're, you're disrupting your, your good, mm-hmm. your quality of sleep continually. Right. And, you know, if you don't get your sleep, you don't heal. And, and that goes on and on and on, you know, too. So that, that's one of the, the, the first ones. You also have benign prostatic hy- hyperplasia, they call it. Oh, that's it. a mouthful. Yes. Yeah. How's that? Uh, <laughs> BPH. For short, they refer to it as, and that's very common. And that's, you know, as you get older, you tend to have more prostate kinds of problems. And that's really an enlargement of the prostate. It's not cancerous at this point. It's just inflammation enlargement. And again, you have this urinary flow problem, going to the bathroom all the time, disrupting your sleep. And again, getting into some of these other symptoms like the sex drive, you know, erectile dysfunction and fatigue as well. So, Greg, just so people understand, that prostate gets enlarged, it gets inflamed is what happens, right? Right. Yep. Just kind of blows up a little bit, almost like a balloon, and then okay. just impedes urinary flow at yep. that point. You know, mm-hmm. cuts it off. But pretty sim, pretty basic uh, mechanics of it. You know, but it's uh, not very basic as far as the symptoms that go along with it too. Exactly. And the problem with urinary flow is the prostate wraps around the urethra. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. and then when that gets swollen. Um, you squeeze it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, so, with the two. It sounds, so you it have sounds this uncomfortable. You have this urgency all the time, right. but a very poor elimination of okay. urine, too. You right. know. And then lastly, there's prostate cancer. You and know. that's pretty common, isn't it? Oh, the, the inflammation. And or, the, or the, no, can- the, the cancer. cancer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the, uh, the comment on that is that if a man lives long enough, he will die from prostate cancer. But, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, they die from something else before then, heart disease, you know, you know, diabetes or some of the you know, complications like that as well. So we're talking about people that men that are in their 90s, maybe, or closer to 100, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think once you get over about age 60, you know, the inflammation of the prostate is very common. Then once you get into your 70s and 80s, the prostate cancer becomes more of a concern. And definitely by the time you're in your 90s, it's almost 100% of men will have prostate cancer. A hundred percent. Wow. That's, so, that's amazing. So I know the, the National Institute of Health found that about 50% of men, like you just said, over the age of 60, and then again, 90% of men over the age of 70 are having some type of prostate problems. So I guess, you know, you have to say, okay, so what is causing all this inflammation that men are experiencing? That's a great question. And uh, a few weeks ago, Greg, you were kind enough to put that wonderful presentation together about hormones, mm-hmm. you know, both female and male hormones, which we're going to be delving into in a minute. But it was a great PowerPoint presentation. 
uh, with all of our staff and and explained some of the possible reasons for this increased rate of inflammation. And what will surprise a lot of people, and particularly the guys, it tends to be a high estrogen situation because you know, medically they, they kind of uh, you know uh, tie into the, the testosterone is, is the problem. You know, so this, this testosterone, high testosterone, and they'll put them on medications many times that will actually destroy the ability to produce you know, testosterone. Well, testosterone isn't the bad guy. You, if you want to say there's good and bad you know, testosterone, there's a regular testosterone, okay. and then it can be converted to dihydrotestosterone, which is a very powerful testosterone that has the damaging effects. I mean, it's what, you know, men that lose their hair, it's the dihydrotestosterone, the skin conditions, the acne and so forth. It's this dihydrotestosterone that's the culprit, not the testosterone. So that's the negative testosterone. Yeah, it's the bad testosterone. Yeah, okay. they call it DHT, you know, for short. And that's where a lot of these even medications, like Proscar, for mm-hmm. example, it works on inhibiting the conversion of testosterone to this bad dihydrotestosterone or DHT. Okay. So it seems then that giving them medication to uh, decrease all their testosterone is not the right thing. That's like throwing the baby out with the bath bath water. Exactly. Because you do need uh, testosterone. Well, you know that you need it for energy, for drive, for stamina, for, you know, mood uh, elevation, all those kinds of things too. So when you do that to a guy, you're dooming him to all those kinds of problems besides the fact that he's almost become a eunuch at that point too. It's no sex drive. So we're making a, a bad problem worse. Exactly. Yeah. What really we should be doing is somehow working on reducing the conversion of this, you know, good testosterone to estrogen and then also, of course, to dihydrotestosterone, the bad testosterone. That should be the, the goal, you know, in treating prostate. 